Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Be like this. Be like this. Somebody should have told me it would be like this. Yeah. Life is a balance. You lose your grip. You can... Welcome to the Color Reimagined podcast presented to you by People of Color Clothing. I'm your host, Darius Northern. And today we have a very special topic. We are talking about being biracial. And I figured that I would invite some of my friends to come on and share their experience. So without further ado, I'm going to let them introduce themselves with their name and their ethnicity. I'm Jordan Batista, um, and I am black and Mexican. My name is Ashley Quintella, and I also identify as both black and Mexican. And I am Bella Johnson, and I identify as half Filipino and half white. To get this episode started, my question to you guys is, when did you realize you were different? Sure, I'll start us off. Uh, You know, I think mine came in a lot later. I'm originally from Portland, Oregon, which is predominantly white. I think it was voted like whitest city in the United States a few years back. Uh, So I never really knew anything different. Race was not really talked about within my family or my school. And I always, it was not a big source of conversation until I came to Oregon State. Uh, For college, I think what really opened my eyes was how much people identify my ethnicity with who I am. Their first impression is very much my race or my ethnicity upon seeing me. And that like automatically either changes their perspective or leads to different questions in regards to like, oh, where are you from? Or you have such a beautiful like skin tone or like, did you grow up speaking a different language? It just like starts a conversation with new people, especially people from smaller towns. So that's when I kind of realized it. For me, the first time I realized I looked different or was different from other people was from a at a very young age. I was in, in a summer camp and the first day my mom came and picked me up. Uh, Complexion-wise, I'm very light compared to her. She's uh, a darker-skinned uh, white woman, and one of the kids asked me when she walked up, are you adopted? And being in, like, kindergarten, I did not know what that meant. So I went home and asked my mom what that meant, and she had to explain to me what being adopted meant and what it meant to, like, look different. So from that sense, that's my first experience of looking different. I think I always kind of knew that my family was a little different just in the perspective um, growing up in the military we always moved around a lot. The biggest footnote that is stuck in my head is being in middle school and my mom happens to be black and while my dad is Mexican and he's very light-skinned for being a Mexican and my mom came to pick me up from school one day and I just kind of looked at her and I looked around the room and living in Virginia at this point, everyone else around me was white. And I just kind of took a look at my mom and took a look at everyone else around us. And I just kind of asked her that night, like, why can't I be white? Why can't my hair be straight? Why can't, why can't, why can't, why can't? Just kind of crying to her because I looked different. I was the one left out because I was two different things that nobody else happened to be at that time. Having that, that discussion at a very young age with your parents, how did both of your parents manage your exposure culturally to you know, your respective ethnicities. So for me, it's kind of just my parents telling me, like, make sure you know that you are who you are rather than feeding into the questions of people questioning what you are. So for a very long time, my parents have always told me, um, make sure you embrace yourself. You do a lot of readings. You do a lot of you do a lot of research on who you are and where you come from, because 
my parents don't have a lot of knowledge on where they come from. They haven't taken their time to do their own research. So for me to come off to go off to a school uh, where it is predominantly white and then embrace myself in both of my cultures, um, it's been it's it's become a journey. It's become a learning point, several learning points for me. So from a very young age, my mom was always quick to let me know that I was black. and She wanted me to be very proud of that factor. Um, and honestly, I didn't care about it. I didn't care a single bit. I just kicked it in the back of my head. Same thing as being Mexican. The only thing is that my dad ne- didn't really know about his own culture. So he never took a stance like, this is Cinco de Mayo. This is like um, what it means to be a Latina. This is what it means to be within our society. Um, he just never really brought that on himself. So I never really learned about it. My mom, um, she did still try to continue that path of trying to teach me about my black roots but I didn't think I don't think it really stuck with me until I came to OSU and I was able to go to the black culture center and learn a little bit more myself and actually have the opportunity to teach myself rather than someone else pushing it onto me for me I don't think I've ever embraced my Filipino side um my family very much doesn't have any true traditions I just had set and adobe chicken for the first time like last year here <laughs> and you know it kind of makes me sad looking back on it because my mother growing up in hawaii uh, she was also a military brat or part of a military family she did hula she did all of these things that were very culturally aware in hawaii and like was with her roots and i think what really made me realize that I don't know any of the traditions of my heritage is when I first went to a wedding back in Hawaii um, and they do a ceremonial dance for the bride where they bring gifts or money to her and um, as a thank you and blessings for her to on her journey at the very end of the wedding and I asked my mom what's that and she like looked at me and she was like oh that's um, that's like the traditional dance I don't even know the name of it but she knows so much more than I do, and I think I never asked questions or never wanted to know more about myself. So I think going into college and being more exposed to this side of me, I'm really interested in to start learning more. Um, for you, Bella, why do you think that your discovery or curiosity into your ethnicity kind of evolved at such a late age versus them who were asking questions in kindergarten? I think how I look also very much affected because off the bat I can go either I look tan for a white person or just super light for a Filipino like I look very much my white heritage more than anything and I think just in Portland like my family I love my family but heritage was not a big thing growing up we never discussed Filipino or my white side it was just okay not a topic of conversation so me not really ever being approached about it on a daily basis or being treated differently or having those conversations brought up young kind of just let me cruise through life without even ever thinking about it consciously especially I think back to high school where you know when you do your like signing of official documents at the beginning of the year and you check your race um I would always check white and never Pacific Islander or um, Filipino up until probably like freshman year in high school. And it just made me think like I've never thought of myself of anything other than white. 
even though when I look in the mirror every day, I see a tanner complexion and I have curly hair and I have um, all these different factors, it never crossed my mind that I was anything different. My next question is, do you ever feel the need to prove a certain side of your identity around your family or friends? I've never felt the need to prove um, that side of my identity with family, just because I know that they'll always accept me whether or not I choose one side more than the other. But I do find myself choosing one side over the other when I hang out with specific groups of friends. And I found myself changing up my voice, uh, changing up my styling a little bit. Uh, and finally it hit me one day like this is not really who I am and I kind of did a coming up out to my friends and saying like I'm sorry that I act this way but that's not who I want to be and that's not who I am fully you can take me as I am or you can leave it be so as Ashley said um, I don't feel the need to have to prove any identity to my family as far as it goes for being black or Mexican however I will say on my Mexican side I have been uh, told that I act, and this is with air quotes, too black when I'm around them. They say that I uh, uh, quote-unquote dance too much, that uh, I listen to too much rap or hip-hop or R&B. I don't listen to enough Mexican music. Uh, so in that sense, I guess, I feel like maybe I do have to try and prove my Mexican side to my, my Mexican identity to my Mexican side, but even when I'm with them, I just feel like I act the person that I am. Uh, but in high school, yes, I definitely did feel like I needed to prove myself as black to people. I would definitely uh, in introduce myself in conversations. Maybe not introduce myself, but it would be a talking point for me that I was black, but I would get questioned about it because my hair wasn't curly. Coming to Oregon State, when I let my hair grow out, it was easier to identify as black. So I feel as I feel now I have to identify, I have to prove myself as more Hispanic now um, as far as how people look at me. They'll see the curls and the, the brown skin, and then they ask me, oh, are you black and mixed with something else? Yes, I'm, I'm Mexican as well. Oh, do you speak Spanish? No. So, oh, how come you don't know it? Like, that part I have to prove, and it, speaking Spanish and being Mexican really are a part of the identity, and because I can't prove that I speak Spanish, it's like I can't prove to anyone that I am Mexican. And it's tough because people will automatically assume that you're a, a weta or just straight white because you don't fit in the, cult the culture that they have in set in their mind for mm -hmm. speaking Spanish, for being a perfect Mexican. Do you ever feel forced to choose sides? Of course, all the time. When I find myself at a standstill, I'm just kind of like, why do, why do I have to be forced to like pick? Why do I have to be forced to choose one ethnicity over the other am i black or am i mexican it's not fair because both happen to be a part of who i am i just feel like it's kind of restricting to force a person to choose one side over the other why do you think typically when people are like biracial and they have like black in them why do you feel they they tend to gravitate more towards blackness than they do their white side or hispanic side or something like that for me there was a, the area i grew up in uh, especially in high school. People definitely liked black people more. Um, if you were black, you were cooler. You were part of the cool group. So for me, that's why I feel like maybe I tried to gravitate towards that end more. But being the, being the way I looked, I, I was always kind of denied out of that group and pushed into my Hispanic friends. I think it's definitely because of the way that we look. Um, people just kind of look at you and get a sense of maybe it's your hair 
and that's the biggest thing that people will notice is the hair they're gonna be like oh your hair's different can i touch it can i feel it and that automatically i feel at least puts at least puts me in a different group where i wouldn't be identified as a latina right off the bat because most latinas have the silky have long straight hair whereas being half mexican and, and half black my hair is more so coily and curly and so i feel like that's what really like gets me in the group that i am I actually alluded to this earlier, but why do you think people or biracial people kind of act and speak differently around their own respective race? To be accepted, uh, especially on the on my Mexican side, I try to feel like when I when I talk, I try to throw in a little bit of an accent, even when I'm not speaking Spanish. And when I'm with my black side, I feel like I try to you know speak the lingo, speak Ebonics while I'm there. You know, you got a code switch kind of. I definitely agree with what Jordan's saying um, with the factor to be accepted. Uh, it's just a big thing to try and fit in. Everybody wants to be able to fit in with who they're surrounded by. And it kind of sucks in a way to kind of switch up your lingo, switch up mentally who you're talking to. But it's just one of those things that we've all adjusted ourselves to doing, whether it be a white voice or just any type of thing throughout our days. Absolutely. And I think psychologically there's this aspect of the in-group versus the out-group so how do you identify directly with the people you're surrounded with to make sure that you are accepted like it goes back to hunter and gatherer times like how do you not prove yourself the enemy or how do you not prove yourself um that's like a very aggressive (laughs) word right now (laughs) enemy but it's along those lines of like how do i get accepted and how do i fit in with these people to show that i am one of them and i think for me especially in portland um I definitely love, (laughs) like, I'm just very, I'm very white, and I, um, it makes me sad that I never explored anything else, because I just kind of go in with the rhythm of what I've grown up with, what I've known all my life, I never pushed boundaries, I've never really talked, like, I always just brush it off, because I'm like, oh, like, I live a good life, whatever, I don't need to question things, or even be conscious of what's going around me, so you just very much kind of become one with the group so I think it's definitely I've never been in the situation where I have to choose so much between two sides but it's definitely something I'm becoming more aware of. Um, With being biracial do you think you guys ever experience any internal turmoil? Um, I think for mine I feel more guilty that I just automatically assume my white side more than anything and I've never even considered my Filipino or that subconsciously consciously I always felt like my white side was something I needed to identify with more to be accepted or just to fit into whatever space I was in Um, and that I never really explored my Filipino heritage or asked questions on that I think I feel guilt for not knowing more about anything and not trying to be conscious about my race and ethnicity and all the beautiful things that being Filipino comes with. It's been hard trying to identify as being black uh, for 21 years now because mm-hmm. just until I came to college, I started growing my hair out. And we've been talking a lot about how we look. Yeah. And a big part of, for a lot of people, especially in a predominantly white uh, community here in Corvallis, looking black is being black here. Yeah. And for me, being pretty pretty damn white skin and being having fairly loose curls, it's really hard to try and prove to people that... I am black, so I tend to deny 
my Mexican side a lot, I feel like. Oh, wow, yeah. And it kind of sucks because I don't want to deny that side. I like I like being Mexican. I like being black. But, you know, coming to a, a very white community, I've definitely tried to have to prove myself as being black. And a big part of that is being how I look and kind of not transforming how I look, but trying to, to fit into what being black looks like yeah. in, in today's society. I find myself um, still doing this uh, every now and then, just kind of being upset by the fact and a lot of blaming uh, more towards my grandma rather than my dad for not knowing Spanish because that is as big as it is within the Hispanic community. And if you don't know it, you're not pretty much accepted. And um, it used to be a lot with my black side back in middle school, back in early high school, around 14 years old just because I was different and I didn't have I didn't have the look that other people around me had and so um coming to Oregon State I feel like has really allowed me to open up that nutshell and go out of my way and try to learn small little angles to being Hispanic and black and even though some people will laugh every now and then when you try to say a certain word in Spanish at least we're trying to actually know more about my other side I feel like I'm very comfortable with who I am but there's so much growth that I want to accomplish within myself and knowledge that I think it would be unfair of me to say that I'm 100% comfortable with both sides or who I am biracially wow that was a very enlightening episode um it was definitely a pleasure of mine hearing all of you guys' experiences, and, and I felt like I learned something about each and every one of you guys. So I just want to say thank you guys for being on the Color Reimagine podcast presented to you by People of Color Clothing. And to the listener, I hope you enjoy. Until next time. Hollywood Go! Go! Hollywood Go. Go.